Oh, I see. You only show up when you want a new episode. All right. Here you go. I don't think anything was not an obstacle. (laughs) It felt like everything was a roadblock because this was the first time it was being done. But that's what is kind of true of very early ideas that are revolutionary or pushing the limits. It's just kind of the name of the game. Matthew Marshall is the most even keel co-founder you'll ever meet. His approach to innovation is one of curiosity, adaptation, and poise. And his voice never raises higher than what you just heard. It's this kind of composure that makes Matthew the kind of guy who can overcome any obstacle. One of the most obvious lessons we learned in 2020 is things don't always go according to plan. None of us could have prepared for the wild and unexpected shift that COVID has created in our day-to-day lives. But in a strange way, it's in moments like this where innovation thrives the most. History backs this up. The printing press, the light bulb, and the radio are just a few examples of modern marvels created during times of global uncertainty. And even today, it seems like everywhere you look, businesses and individuals are drumming up creative ways to complement our collective new normal. It's in times of uncertainty that we discover so much about ourselves. How we respond to adversity ultimately shapes who we become as people. But learning how to effectively navigate these hurdles is hard. That's what we'll be discussing in today's episode. The role that roadblocks play at News Story and how we attempt to turn every obstacle we face from building the world's first 3D printed community to adapting to COVID-19 into an opportunity for improvement. I'm Nathan Bach, and this is Founders Lab. In our first two episodes, we heard from Brett and Allie, New Story's two other co-founders, about how the organization started and evolved in those early days. The challenges were constant and only seemed to scale after they graduated from Y Combinator in late 2015. But as Brett, Alexandra, and Matthew found themselves jumping through hurdles each day, they began developing a unique mindset that not only made overcoming obstacles part of their daily routine, but something they began seeking out in their pursuit to end global homelessness. I can't remember who told us this, but they're more or less saying, as you're getting started with New Story, you're going to encounter a thousand brick walls. And they said, you can choose to not go through the brick walls. Maybe you can find a way around the brick walls, but there's going to be a ton of obstacles in front of you. And I think they were trying to help us understand how much determination is needed and how much relentlessness would be needed to actually push something forward. The natural tendency may be to try to avoid it, but usually if you can get through it, there's some kind of breakthrough. Matthew and his co-founders have navigated their way around thousands of these brick walls over the past six years. And with each one, they've learned a little more about themselves. As Matthew explains, the roadblock oftentimes is the thing that teaches you 
the most. I think the core understanding is that whether you successfully get through the roadblock or not, it's making you more resilient. I think that's how we typically think about obstacles or or roadblocks is they're going to be there. It's not a shock and we're going to try to get through it in a smart way. Sometimes, yeah, you just got to run straight into the wall. It's going to hurt really bad. But sometimes throw a rope over it, shimmy up in a smarter way because you're like, oh, we've seen this wall before. I'm not running through it. I'm going to go over it. You get better at tearing down brick walls. At News Story, we like to think of our process in these terms. Create, prove, share. Every problem is an opportunity to create a helpful innovation, prove its worth in the field, then share it with other teams tackling the same issue. One of our favorite examples from this is Lean Participatory Design, also known as LPD. What New Story thinks about is a a true feedback loop, right? We want feedback before, after, during, to make sure we're always improving and iterating our work. New Story runs workshops where we actually set up tables and and groups of families and say, hey, let's co-design this community together. Let's co-design your home together and hear what you want to prioritize. Because just like here in America, I wouldn't go build you a home and say like, here are the keys, enjoy what I built because I decided, you know, we want to hear directly from the families what their desires are. So before we build any community, we gather the families who will be living in them, host a workshop, and simply ask them what they dream for their new home. Women, men, children, all are given a seat at the table to voice their needs and desires. And since every country, every community, every family has their own set of cultural norms... The most responsible thing we can do is to celebrate those differences and let them shape how we build. The traditional nonprofit mindset has sometimes historically, unfortunately, been, no, they don't know best, the expert knows best, or the outsider knows best. And so LPD at its core is flipping that on its head and saying, the family who's lived in this community, who knows the local context, who knows their needs, they know best. And so therefore, we should start there. We should ask them first, what are their desires? What are their dreams? What are their fears? And realize that there's a great number of ideas and a great number of obstacles that can be avoided just by having that space and that conversation. The manifestation of it in the real world looks like families having more ownership and more dignity because they were involved. I still get so excited when I'm asked to cover an LPD workshop for video at News Story. I've sat in on quite a few over these last three years, and they truly are a special experience. We've talked about how the co-founders shimmied their way over the Y Combinator wall in 2015, but less than a year removed from the accelerator, they found themselves in front of a wall so daunting that no one had ever scaled it. You see, Y Combinator helped the co-founders build a mindset, a philosophy for doing things differently. But to tackle the problem of global homelessness, it was going to take more than a novel way of running a nonprofit. 
the team needed to build differently. Literally, they needed to discover a way to build homes faster, stronger, and at a lower cost. The wall they faced was 3D printing homes. I don't think anything was not an obstacle. (laughs) It felt like everything was a roadblock because this was the first time it was being done. But that's what is kind of true of very early ideas that are revolutionary or pushing the limits. It's just kind of the name of the game. In the summer of 2017, the New Story team had expanded to about nine team members with offices set up in Atlanta and San Francisco. During a company offsite, the team was sitting around having a few drinks after a long day when they started dreaming about what might be possible for the organization in the next five to ten years. It was in that moonshot conversation that the idea of 3D printing homes was born. Fast forward six months later, after securing a partnership with a remarkable construction tech company named Icon, New Story successfully printed the world's first permitted 3D printed home and debuted the breakthrough at South by Southwest in March 2018. But as Matthew explains, the roadblocks that popped up during the process came close to turning that moment into a complete disaster. We were having press come, donors come, uh, showing it to the world, really, having a huge press launch. Um, and we got to the site, and the site was chaos. It was the home wasn't complete. You know, windows, doors needed to put on, the roof needed to be put on. And even once it was completed, we still needed to stage uh, and clean it up. So we needed to not only finish the home, install the windows, put on the roof, but clean it all up and get it staged. And we only had three days to do it. And so it was a, it was quite the, um, the rush to get it done, but it was really cool to see our team come together, uh, see us, you know, simplify things, uh, work together with the icon team to overcome it. And that press launch ended up generating over a billion impressions across different press outlets. It was incredible. Just a year and a half after the home's debut at South by new story and icon partnered with Etrelay one of Mexico's top social housing producers, to take the 3D printing initiative to new heights. In September 2019, they broke ground on the world's first community of 3D printed homes, built for some of the world's most vulnerable families in Nacajuca, Mexico. Like Matthew said, the news about the 3D printing project has been well-received online. And Apple TV even featured our journey as part of the Emmy-nominated docuseries called Home, which is currently available to stream on Apple TV+. But for all of the incredible momentum New Story's work in 3D printing has created, the parts of the story that often stay in the shadows are the thousand brick walls. Flooding, transportation logistics, building in a seismic zone, and now printing during a global pandemic. The challenges have been constant and at times completely exhausting. Jenna Heidkamp, our global operations pro-
project manager. I actually lived in Nakahuka for the better half of 2019 while overseeing the 3D printing project. And she experienced firsthand just how unrelenting those challenges were. The idea of adaptability was certainly, it's not an explicit requirement of anyone joining the project, certainly kind of an understood thing. The more that we dove into what it would really take down to the nitty gritty details, what we were actually going to have to be doing, the more we realized that we were going to have to be extremely flexible in, in all of these requirements. A lot of the plans that we originally slated, we realized this won't work because this size rebar isn't as easily available or it's more expensive or whatever that was. By mid-October, when we were dealing with monsoon and things like that, certainly some, some difficulty there in just wrapping our heads around all of these plans that we put in place are going to have to change. There are moments in our career, like the ones Jenna just described, where we feel completely in over our head. It's a feeling I've wrestled with more than once in my own career, and I know it's stressful, lonely, and it can tear you apart if you let it. But as Jenna explains, perspective and support are vital when you're in the middle of scaling the wall. I think it can't really be under understated how difficult it was at times. And there were most certainly days, hours, specific minutes where there was a little bit of questioning in the very back of my brain of like, are we really going to be able to do this? But the team down there just was so supportive of one another that we did figure out a way to make it work. We did figure out a way to overcome those challenges. I think I realized that not only can I be very resilient and very adaptable and flexible, but I also can thrive when I have a community of people around me that are equally adaptable, flexible, and there to hold me up. I look back at it, and if I get too into the nitty-gritty, I'm like, oh my gosh, stress, anxiety, all of the things, right? There was just so much wrapped up in us trying to get a community printed. But at the end of the day, we figured it out. There are printed homes in Nakazuka, Mexico. So, success. <laughs> so we've learned how New Story approaches challenges in a traditional working environment. But what happens when an international organization is suddenly closed off from every country they work in? What happens when a pandemic threatens to upend six years of progress? How does an international nonprofit built on discovering innovative solutions find a way to thrive in the age of COVID-19. That's coming up after this short message from our sponsor. Founders Lab is brought to you by The Neighborhood. If you're like me, the past year has taught you some invaluable lessons about the importance of looking out for each other. If so, New Story wants to help you take the next step in your journey. You see, we've also been reimagining what it means to be part of a community, which is why we're so excited about The Neighborhood, a subscription program for people who want to end homelessness. Simply put, The Neighborhood is the quickest way to make a lifetime of difference for families living in danger. By visiting jointheneighborhood.com, you can become a member of a global community dedicated to providing safe shelter for all. 
Set the monthly giving amount of your choice and 100% will go directly to a family in need. Not only that, but you'll also be able to see the exact impact you're making. The world needs more good neighbors. So be one. Head on over to jointheneighborhood.com to get started. Welcome back. So Matthew spoke about roadblocks being a proverbial brick wall and how sometimes you can break through it. Sometimes you can scale over it. But the most important thing is finding a way to put every wall in the rear view. New Story learned that LPD was a remarkably effective way of fostering a sense of ownership for the families we serve. Jenna discussed the importance of flexibility when it comes to doing something for the very first time. But what happens when you come face to face with a roadblock that is too strong to break through, too tall to scale, and too wide to walk around? What do you do when a global pandemic blocks every inch of your path, leaving you stuck without any way forward? I remember very distinctly March 14th when that was our last day in office. I remember in part because it was the day before Luke's birthday, I think, and we had gotten him balloons. And as I was leaving, I realized it was my husband's birthday and he let me uh, take those balloons home for my husband. That's Sarah Lee, New Stories COO. Shortly after the outbreak, she and the rest of our executive team wrestled with a series of high-risk options. Option one, salvage what we have. Dip into our savings account, tread water, and just do our best to stay afloat while the pandemic raged across the world. Option two, shift focus. Take everything that New Story stands for and find innovative solutions to those who need it most, even during a pandemic, especially during a pandemic. As soon as it was very clear that the world around us was going to be fundamentally different, we really rapidly worked through three main priorities as an organization. The first one was short-term safety. What is a pandemic? How is our team being affected? What do we need to do? Who is traveling right now? All of those things, right? How do we, as quickly as possible, get our team as safe as possible, right? So that looked like things like shutting the office down, making sure everybody was back home, making sure people who wanted to get somewhere else to be closer to family, anything like that, that they were able to do that, all of those things. So step one was short-term safety. Step two was looking at long-term sustainability. And so this was our executive team starting on that Saturday after we sent everybody home. It was almost five days that we sat looking line by line at our budget, at every single decision we were making for the rest of the year to look at how do we ensure new story as an organization is safe coming out of this, right? If you remember those first couple of days of the pandemic, It was not only this new health concern everyone had, but the stock market also crashed along with it, right? And so it was looking at cash reserves. How are we being as smart as possible so that we can ensure our team's livelihoods, the impact that we're having internationally and ensure that that was going to last no matter what the next couple months looked like. And then the last kind of third priority that we looked at, what are new opportunities that exist in this era that wouldn't have existed otherwise, right? And so for us, that meant 
thinking about things like our international construction is totally paused and we have an extremely talented team that is really passionate about pain in the world. And so how might we take a step in a different direction for this season to impact more families? Despite New Story's staff having full trust in our executive team, I personally remember how hard it was to watch the news and read articles coming out in the early days of the pandemic and the sadness and unease that came with it. Annie Brannon, New Story's brand director and my boss, was relaying information to the brand team as she was receiving it from Sarah and the rest of our executive team. She recounts what it was like navigating those first few weeks before New Story's entire team geared up for what would become one of our most ambitious projects to date. So everyone's mood was different. I remember the feeling, though, of when we went from being together a lot to not being together ever. People were just feeling sad, like we missed each other. So I think that was the resounding sentiment, at least for the early days, was like a hope that it wouldn't last that long. And then this like underlying sadness of wanting to be able to be together. Go behind closed doors into the like the sort of like peaks I got into what was going on in the executive team. And it was much more like a rally cry. Brett's mood specifically was like, I remember him, he would be like in the office and would just start yelling. I don't know if you guys remember this. He would just start yelling, you're going down Corona and would just do like 10 pushups just like out of the blue. They were just all trying to figure out what are the ways that we can still be new story? But just to like give an idea of how quickly the pivot happened, I think it was like two weeks after that, that Sarah got me on a Zoom call and was like, hey, I think we're going to do a project in the U.S. I'll never forget when Annie called an emergency brand team meeting in early April to discuss that new initiative. For context, New Story has historically only worked in Latin America and Haiti. But while our international work was paused, there were new problems surrounding us right in our backyard. Following the unemployment spike in early April came an incredible influx of U.S.-based families who were suddenly facing eviction. Now, there are domestic nonprofits that typically handle this particular kind of work, but what we were discovering was that many of these incredible organizations were facing challenges of their own. They were simply unequipped to handle the sudden and immediate changes brought on by COVID. But what if New Story could utilize our tools, technology, and our team to partner with these local NGOs and provide the rent relief families desperately needed? What if we built a virtual community for like-minded donors who were passionate about fighting homelessness? Those were the questions being thrown around, and the result was The Neighborhood a monthly giving platform for people who want to end global homelessness. So, yeah, I think I think it was first, what can we save? What can we salvage? What can we do? And then it was how can we like immediately pivot to to like find a way to innovate in the middle of a very challenging season? It was just all hands on deck. I mean, there was no one on our team, I'm pretty sure, that was not working long days at their computer working on some version of this like trying to figure out one of the problems that we had to solve so the field ops the impact team 
They were, you know, digging deep into finding the right partners, vetting those partners. So that was a huge part of our team was working on that. And then another huge part of our team was working on finding big donors to like make sure that when we launched this, it wouldn't fall flat on its face. Even though it's a monthly subscription platform, we did have goals that we needed to meet to make it impactful for families. And so there were people who were working on that. The whole brand team was working on making it something that people would want to engage with. So creating a brand, creating marketing assets, making sure that the experience would be something that a donor would be interested in and that we could convey the stories in a way that's compelling. And the tech team, I think, was at that point figuring out how to have monthly donations in our system because we had never done that before. So, I mean, yeah, every team on the entire new story team had some big task. All of that over the course of two crazy weeks in early April. On April 17th, 2020, New Story launched the neighborhood and people showed up in a huge way. This virtual community of all ages, races, and backgrounds raised over $1.3 million to combat homelessness, providing 361 families with multiple months of rent support and helping over 1,600 people in the Atlanta and Bay Area stay safely housed during some of the scariest moments of the pandemic. During a time when, like I said, we had all been pretty discouraged, I felt like there was this sort of like general, like, what are we going to do now? I'm sure that was relatively universal. Everyone took that energy and just like funneled it hardcore into the neighborhood and were working long days by themselves. You know, there's no one specific asset that I feel like was like, man, that one thing that we did was so great. It was more just that I think our team really caught a vision for this. Like we were excited to do something in the U.S. and and to give this different kind of relief to families. And, you know, building a home takes a year sometimes, but giving someone rent, it was literally going to be like we're raising the money in May and they're paying the rent in June. And I was proud of how hard everyone just rallied. As you heard in our sponsor message, the neighborhood is continuing to grow as a community of people who are passionate about tackling homelessness. To learn more about how you can become part of it, visit jointheneighborhood.com. COVID has definitely created some buzzwords we're probably all tired of. Social distance, flatten the curve, new normal. But then there's this word, pivot. The word shouldn't be new to entrepreneurs, as making changes along the way is ultimately what helps us make the most of our work. For New Story, the launching of the neighborhood and rent relief project was a necessary move to keep our team focused on what we're all here to do. Pioneer solutions to end global homelessness. So I personally really don't like the word pivot because I think when people think about a pivot, they think, oh my gosh, we're going in the wrong direction. I have to pivot in the total opposite direction. And I find organizations are most successful when they can make those like micro pivots on the path, right? I think Jeremy Courtney recently was chatting with our team and we were talking about this idea of having such a big vision for where you're headed that it's like a mountain you can see really far away, right? And so you don't necessarily know what is the most direct path that's going to get me from here to there, but you know you're headed in the right direction. So 
When I think about a pivot, I don't think organizationally we pivot that often. I do think we're always looking to improve and optimize how we do everything. And so I think that we're really viewing pivots and improvements through the lens of one of our values improve through learning and feedback. And so we're constantly learning more about our issues, our work, the world around us, our donors, all of these things to figure out how we can do work even better and in a way that's even more impactful. From LPD to 3D printing and then launching the neighborhood in the middle of a pandemic. The framework for our journey at New Story is rooted in finding solutions to problems. Our pursuit is helping reshape the social housing sector. But what I find exciting is that this manifestation takes on millions of different forms depending on your personal passion and area of focus. Attempting to change the world with your work will feel daunting, and you will want to give up on more than one occasion. But as a trailblazer, you get to decide the path. And every challenge you are bound to overcome will make you just a little bit stronger. Big goals will never come smoothly, but it's the obstacles we face that shape who we become. There's a quote from St. Francis of Assisi that I think sums up this idea perfectly. Start by doing what's necessary, then do what's possible, and suddenly you're doing the impossible. episodes, we've told the tale of building new story, making our way through Y Combinator, shaping our philosophy, 3D printing homes, and weathering the COVID storm. But next week, the season finale is a deep dive into how it all works. We're going behind the scenes and showing you what makes new story culture unique. From our core values to the types of people we look for in hiring, we'll pull back the curtain to show you what it's like to work here. And unless someone stops me, I'm going to pull the curtain back even further and show you what's next for the future of our work. That's next time on Founders Lab. Founders Lab is produced by me, Nathan Bach. New Stories full-time videographer and part-time podcaster, as well as the New Story brand team, Annie Brannon, Jennifer Holguin, Luke Baker, Katie Watford, and Sarai Wingate. This episode was produced, mixed, and edited in-house, and all music was licensed through Invato Elements. Thank you so much for listening.